The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise the Lord. Let's pick up our Bibles, 1st John chapter 3, and let's do some Bible reading again. Last week we read 1st John chapter 4, this week we're going to read 1st John chapter 3. Kenneth Copeland said every minister of the gospel should read the book of 1st John every day, that he has been doing it for several decades, just to understand the heart of God. And how God expects us to live life and to serve him. First John chapter 3. We're just going to read one chapter this morning. Well, most of one chapter. I'm going to skip a part of it. If you are there, shout hallelujah. I read, you follow. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us. That we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us or understand us. Till today, the world doesn't understand Christians because it did not know him. Beloved, there's that word again. Now are we the children of God. Um, I'm going to make some commentary as I read this morning. Revelation always progresses. Um, knowledge progresses. We see it in everyday work. So there was no internet 50 years ago, 100 years ago, at least not as we have it today. There were no cars 200 years ago. But everything it took to create the internet and to create cars was available. People just didn't know. So now we have internet that our forefathers did not have. Um, Old-time Christians used to believe is when you get to heaven that you become a child of God. When you get to heaven, you, that's when you begin to enjoy your rewards. When you get to heaven, so you can live and suffer in this world. Then when you get to heaven, you start enjoying. Please rise on your feet, those of you that are sitting down. It's either you are new or you don't know what we are doing. Rise on your feet. We are reading the word of God. Um, they just didn't have knowledge. We know better now. And that's how it always is. We'll find out things today and tomorrow that our forefathers, even our Christian fathers in the faith, they didn't know. Just like you and I know more things today that our grandfathers did not know. Now, we are the children of God. Not when we get to heaven. You don't become a believer. And you don't get all it takes to be a child of God when you get to heaven. If you wait that way, you may never make it to heaven. Because to even enter heaven, you must be a child of God. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Now, now that we believe in Christ, we are the children of God. If I look at what it tells us, it says when we get to heaven, we are going to change. It does not yet, or it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, when Jesus comes back again, the second coming, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone that has this hope in him, purifies himself just as he is pure. Hallelujah. Jump to verse 10 because of what we want to focus on today. What is shared between verse 4 and 9 is powerful, but you can read that yourself at home. In this, 
Verse 10, the children of God and the children of, of the devil are manifest. There is a characteristic trait of the children of God and there is a characteristic trait of the children of the devil. Pay very close attention so that you won't be a child of God that is living like a child of the devil. And in this age of deception, there may be child, children of the devil that are camouflaging and acting as if they are children of God. But what we should be is we should be children of God and we should know the traits that children of God are to demonstrate and we should see to it that we are demonstrating it. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. It's also worth noting that Satan also has children. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. In the church, we emphasize a lot on the gift of righteousness, and we should, because that's the most important thing, or that's what makes it possible. But he's not talking about the gift of righteousness. Righteousness here. It's talking about the practice. The day-to-day, week-to-week application of the gift of righteousness that you have received. So that you can be bearing the fruits of the gift of righteousness that you have received. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. Nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message you had from the beginning, that you should love one another. Not as Cain, who was the wicked one and murdered his brother. It's very interesting, it puts Cain and Abel into this picture. For one obvious reason, Cain killed his brother. Obviously, Cain did not love his brother. But read on, look at what he said. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Cain killed Abel. You see, the the killing of Abel was the culmination of the evil works of Cain. It did not start with the evil works. I will talk briefly about this. He said Cain's works were evil. Abel's works were righteous. And really, when you read Genesis chapter 4, it was talking about their giving. Abel gave the way God told them to give. This is one of the most interesting parts in that story. It wasn't that Cain did not give. Cain gave. The Bible said in the presence of time, both of them gave. The evil that Cain did was that he did not give the way God told them to give. When he said Cain's works were evil and Abel's works were righteous, he was talking about giving. He wasn't talking about their career or anything. There was no church, there was no career then. God told them to make sacrifices. And God told them how to make the sacrifices. Genesis chapter 4. We will not have time to study it today. I've shared that with us in church. Cain did it the way God said. Abel did it all, but he did it his own way. And God started showing favor. Oh, sorry. You get what I'm saying? Abel did it. It was Cain that didn't do it. God now started, the Bible said God accepted Abel's sacrifice and started showing him favor. And Cain got jealous. And it ended in him murdering his brother. Verse 13. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know, verse 14, that we have passed from death to life. How? Because we love the brethren. 
walking in love with others is how you pass from death to life. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Not walking in love is opening the door for death to find expression and manifestation in your life. Verse 15, whoever hates his brother is a murderer like Cain. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also, somebody say I also, ought to lay down our lives for our brethren. Just like he laid down his life for us. Obviously, he's not asking you to go and die on a cross. What is he talking about? What we are talking about in church today. Serve your brethren. That's how you lay down your life now. That's how you love your brethren. Two things really. Give and serve other people. Give for the benefit of other people and serve other people. That's how you lay down your life. And you see that in verse 17. Whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from his brother, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, verse 18, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And he just finished explaining to us how to do it in deed and in truth. And by this we know that we are of the truth. And we shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, and they surely will, if we don't do what God tells us to do, like um, Cain got condemned because he did not do what God told him to do, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Beloved. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm beloved of God. I mean, even in teaching us all these things, it's, it's not changing the fact that God still loves us. In fact, the reason why he's teaching us these things is because God loves us. Beloved. If our hearts do not condemn us, and our hearts will not condemn us when we love our brethren like God commands us to love our brethren, we have confidence towards God. And whatever we ask, verse 22, whatever we ask from him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight, we receive from him. Amazing. Let's read that verse 22 again. Whatever we ask, we receive from him. Why? Why? Because it is not complicated. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. What is the commandment he's talking about here, somebody? Loving our brothers. And it's clearly stated in verse 23, in case you've still not gotten it, if you've been reading from verse 1. And this is his commandment. It has two sides to it. Number one, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. We talked about that on Wednesday. Learning to have a confession of the name. So it starts with our faith in Christ. Believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love 
one another. How? As he has given us commandments. Not anyhow. Don't make the mistake of Cain. Find out how God wants us to love. Do it like God tells us to do it. Glory be to God. Now he that keeps his commandment abides in him. In God. And God in him. And by this we know that God abides in us. By the Spirit whom he has given us. Father, we thank you for the blessing upon the reading of your word. And as we preach it today and discuss on it and teach from it, we ask that again, open the eyes of our understanding. Grant us faith coming from this word. Help us with wisdom to navigate the challenges that we face in everyday life that try to hinder us from living in this world. And help us to be like Abel and not like Cain. To do what you have called us to do, how you have called us to do it. That we can enjoy the benefits that you have promised in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. High five your neighbor. Tell him, oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. And you can be seated in God's presence. Verse 22 again. You see this promise in scriptures every now and then. Um, Jesus also talked about it in John chapter 15 when he told us to bear fruit, to win souls. Whatever. Somebody shout whatever. That's any need, any desire, anything we ask we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Our goal in this church is to help everyone that is a part of this church to serve God in one capacity or the other. This is our second king service this year. We started doing it this way this year. And we're going to have one more by God's grace before the end of the year. And the objective is very simple. We have found out from the word of God that God wants us to serve him. And we want everyone that is a part of this church family to find one capacity or the other and be serving God there and do it well. Again, referring to what the scriptures talks to us about Cain and Abel here. Some people serve God quite all right, but they are doing it like Cain. It's what is convenient for them they want to do. It's what they know that they want to do. It's what they feel they want to do. That was the error of Cain. We don't give God what we want. That's not what God told us to do. We are supposed to find out what God wants from us. That's what the Bible means by his commandments. And by his grace, do what he told us to do. There's nothing complicated in that. Praise the Lord. So, I'm not going to teach extensively this morning. In fact, what I want to do is I want to just, again, discuss with a few people. Um, if you've been coming to this church for any reasonable period of time, you should already know where we are. And that's how we are going to be forever. We'll continue teaching 
and encouraging people to serve God. You are missing out something big in life when you are not serving God. You see, serving God, like the Bible describes, is one major way. It's, that's a major expression to love other people. And if you, again, lock on to that promise in verse 22, you are not just helping other people or blessing other people or benefiting other people. The truth of the matter is you are helping yourself. You are benefiting yourself. E.W. Kenyon, several years ago, is a great Bible author that is going to be with the Lord now. He called it the new kind of selfishness. I call it heavenly selfishness. One major challenge in our world today is selfishness. But God has his own kind of selfishness. And God's kind of selfishness is that you love other people. But the mystery behind it is when you love other people, when you give for the benefit of other people, when you serve other people, you are actually loving yourself. You are actually benefiting yourself. You are putting yourself in a position where Anything you ask God, God will make it to come to pass in your life. Anything, whatever you ask. And that's what we want to do. That's our desire for every member of this church. You shouldn't belong to a church like this and you can't find somewhere where your life, your life, your day-to-day life is serving God for the benefit of humanity. We are not yet there 100%. We are not yet perfect at it. Even those of us that are serving, we have a lot of improvement to do, but bless God we are well on our way. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. So we have this little slip. We've developed it thus far. We'll keep developing it. It's just a list of the different um, groups we have in church. This church We have over a thousand people that regularly come to church here, week in, week out, members of this church. So we've broken the church down into different small groups. And a big part of those groups, a big part of what they are doing is serving, serving, serving. So there are six different categories. Many of you already have this or you're already aware of this. In case you don't have it or you are new, maybe today is your first time, I want the ushers to walk around again. If you need it, you can take a look at it. What we want to do this morning is to, again, talk about you serving God, where you can serve God, how you can serve God, and then we are going to pray for an impartation of the grace to serve God. Amen. So, we have um, mainly six different groups or platforms. Um, The service groups, the membership groups, the management groups, the fellowship groups, the parachurch groups, and family life groups. They all do different things. I'm not going to have the time to go through what each of them does. I want to pick on a few groups this morning to just have a discussion with us. Um, and again, if you don't have a place where you are functioning currently, currently, um, please plug yourself somewhere. You will meet people or you can make requirements. Most of us are wearing t-shirts of our groups. You can 
look for a group you're interested in based on how God has gifted you or what your interests are and then plug yourself plug yourself there. A couple of new developments. Number one, um, on this new sleep now, for those of you that are just getting it, those of you that already know what is on it, you don't need to bother. We have some groups that anybody can join. Um, I call them entry-level groups. You don't need any particular qualification. You don't need any particular um, gift or talent or ability. So even if you need to be trained, after you join the group, they will train you. But we also have some groups where because of what they need to do, certain skills are required, certain experiences are required. So you only join those groups by invitation. So if you are interested, you need to talk to the leader of the group. I want to be a part of what you guys are doing here. And then they will assess you and they can join. Don't get angry if they don't accept you. Just shake the dust of your foot and go and join the groups that don't require any... <laughs> Hello? They don't require any qualification from you. Hallelujah. So I'm going to start or continue from where I left off um, the last service, um, King's service we had. Please come and let me move the pulpit. Let me invite Mrs. Adekomi. You can come up, please. Um, Sheyi Abiodu. Come up. Pastor Jimmy Ogumeko. Please come up. He's not here. I, I have his name here now. Is Pastor Jimmy here? Oh, so why is his name here? Okay. All right, maybe Pastor Leia, please come and fill in for Pastor Jimmy. So the last meeting, you guys wanted to come up and quote and unquote because of time, I bound you. So I'm continuing from where we left off. So um, what you guys do... Oh, I also need um, Bolaji. Bolaji, hello. Please quickly come up. Yeah. Somebody was missing. Pastor Leia, please come and fill in for Pastor Jimmy. I, I will need a pastor. Amen. You guys should clap for them now. Okay. Oh, I hear Pastor Jimmy is around, so we'll soon be coming. Uh-huh. Because his name was here. All right. If he comes up before I finish with them, he can join us. Praise God. So, one of the major things we want to do um, this season, in fact, this is a major priority for us. I've discussed this with Pastor Leia. We want to really improve on hospitality in church. Um, we want it that on Sunday mornings or anytime we're having services, when people come to church, they get um, the best reception they possibly can. So let me start with you. Your own team has to do with decoration. You guys are usually the ones that do all the things in the hall to beautify the hall for, for service. Just what's a typical working week for you like in terms of decorating church? Like last week, I know you guys had to do a lot towards decorating for Father's Sunday and things like that. Just give us a brief on, on what you're doing okay. and Normally, what it's like. Decoration is always um, very intense. You call yourselves I, what? Ambience. Yes, ambience. Okay, yes, praise yes. God. Um, it's always very intense, but at the end of the day, it's always worth it. When you do it good, you feel good about yourself, you feel good about the department as a whole. It, um, we spend time, we always need a lot of time to think of what to bring out and um, that we suit the, let me say the theme of the service. Of the, of the service. Yeah. 
So we always want to think of what to do. And at the end of the day, when we get it done, we have to go here to source for, go here and there to source for materials to use. Go to printers, go to, go to sawmills and all that to get things ready for it. So it's always kind of very intense, but at the end of the day, it's always worth it because um, you are not just doing it for church, you are not just service, you are not just working for God as it, it were, as it were, you are developing yourself in one way or the other, you are developing your capacity, and at some point of your life, you will need it. It will come, it will come in handy at some point of your life that you don't need to, um, as, as a member of the correction department, for, for example, you don't need to go outside and spend 250000 to lend decorations to make it your own let me say, one, one, when, when you're out of job and you want to do something, you want to go into business, you, you don't need to... You want to have a decorations business. Yes, you don't need to go and spend like up to like 250000 to learn decorations. You can actually do that. You can actually <laughs> learn from church because that's what I did. When I was in school, I learned from church. I joined the decoration department and that's what I'm doing for a living now. Oh, that's one of your several businesses. I know you do, you do different. Please put your hands together for her. Yesterday, I, I was in church, and I saw that the back drapings they used last week to do the background of decoration was still up. And so I just called her. Ah, what's happening? You know, when are you? Ah, no, we're going to come in very early this morning. We'll remove it and all that kind of thing. So that is their life and ministry. And sometimes they're always bugging me for money, which I don't give them. <laughs> I, I, I want to touch on something. I know it's not every time you do decorations. Sometimes you get positive feedback. Sometimes you get negative feedback. How do you deal with that, particularly the negative one? Because I know even me myself, I've told you, ah, I don't like this thing you people are doing. Or how, how do you? And that will come. It's part of the job. How do you deal with that? Well, it's, it's one of those things that happen. It's not, sometimes you do things maybe when you're rushing or you're just, you're just not getting a clear picture. Or something is not going down, with, going down well with an um, individual and all that. It, um, <clears throat> it could be... <laughs> really, it could actually touch a nerve in you. It's actually frustrating, but... But the truth is... Well, it's not that you think I don't like no, you or but, I don't love you. But really, the truth is, um, the, the Bible, uh, okay, what, whichever fruit, okay, the Bible says, whatever, when, um, a tree that, is, that bears fruit shall be cut down. Most of the time, the reason why the fruit is get cut down is to bear more fruit. So hmm. most of the time, when we don't do it right, and we are not, Thank it's only you. Need something that will get better. I'm encouraged to cut you down a little more now. Yeah, we'll get better. Pruning, we pruning. Yes, thanks for that we revelation. Uh -huh. it. <laughs> it, it makes my life better. Thank you. God bless no, you, man. <laughs> I was just joking. Yeah, Bolaji. So, um, we actually created a new team for you. We call you guys Sanctuary Keeping. And your own is arranging the hall, arranging the seats, and making sure after facility people have done their work, when you guys come, make sure things are ready for service. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. Nobody notices you. You are not like choir that you come on stage. You are not like the preacher that everybody's spotlight is on you. What is that like for you, you and the guys that work with you? Well, for me, it's, it's not a big deal. The kind of person I am. Okay. I can only speak for myself. So <laughs> the kind of person I am. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. What does it entail? I mean, many times you are usually the first to come to service, particularly midweek service and things like that, or one of the first people to come. What, what, is, what does it entail to do that? Uh, well, to get the sanctuary ready for meetings and things like that? Uh, uh, for now, I guess because probably we're still looking for new members. It's, for midweek service, it's easier because 
the number of chairs are not much, so you can easily arrange. Since the facilities that they've already done their own job, yeah. so you just touch it here and there, and then. But for Sunday service, a lot of chairs, and then maybe like a big when we have major conferences, yeah, you need to add more chairs at various times, so that will demand uh, more from you. Yeah, like you carry chairs. Sometimes you need to clean clean the chairs because sometimes maybe the facility will miss one or two things. So you have to find a way to quickly do that. But basically, I think it's easy. It's not too All right. Please put your hands together for them. So that team that we are calling Sanctuary Keeping, I think it's one of our entry-level teams. You don't need any particular skill or panache to be a part of it. And like you said, we need more people to do that. It's a good place I think new people in church can start serving in until you learn the ropes and know what we want to do. Mr. Sheyi, you are, me and Pastor Leia are going to be on your case because you and Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Jimmy is not back yet. yet. Uh, yeah, I know. I wanted Pastor Jimmy to come because he and the Royal Guards team, a good part of the service, they are usually outside organizing parking, ensuring that our cars are safe. Um, while most of us just come into service and things like that. And we forget that some people are doing that for us. And I, will have, I wanted him to, to talk about that. But that's where hospitality starts. As people are coming to church, when they park, then they come in, we need greeters, they need ushers. And we really want to do a lot in that. In fact, it's one of the major things after Pastor Leye, we want to walk in and we really need more people to serve in. So briefly, just tell us what, what has the experience been like because it's something new we are changing we are, and we are putting a lot of responsibility and burden on your shoulder. So talk to us. Yeah. Okay, so everything we do is centered around that to make people comfortable in church. And we are more like the image of the church. So this is what the church wants to look like. And we are very particular about that. And that is one of the things that we look out for in new members. It's been challenging, trying to do a lot of rebranding, trying to do a lot of mind, mind changing and all that. So, but so far, so good. Yeah, we want to do that because um, the hospitality is very, very visible. I once had a friend come to church. I've shared this a lot with our leaders, and she said, wow, she enjoyed the service. But the experience she had in parking, she said it wasn't too palatable. She was a, she's a member of another church. And it's important for those of us that serve other people know that what you do or what you don't do can impact people when they come to church as much as the pastor's message, as much as the Holy Ghost touch on people. And she was just saying that as feedback, pruning, like you said so that we can get better. <laughs> Sometimes we need that feedback. So this is an area we really want to encourage um, many people that, and this is not an entry-level thing we want. We want people that know our culture, know what we represent, that can really, like I said, be our airline hostess and really project our image very well. There's something new we are doing in church because I know one reason why some people don't serve is that the grind of joining a team like ushering or choir or the children's church. It's a lot of work, week in, week out. But we've actually created some things in those teams that, just like the men's choir sang last Sunday, you may not have the time to do it week in, week out. 
but once in a while, you can come. So in many of these big teams that carry a lot of burden in church and carry a lot of load, the choir, the children's church, um, our hospitality teams now, um, we will have a core group that will be there week in, week out. But then we can also have um, ad hoc members that, okay, maybe every week I may not be available, but I like what you do there. I want to serve people, usher people into church, make them feel very comfortable, and I can be of good use there. So we have people that are doing that in the children's church. There was one day my son came to me and he said, ah, Pastor Yinka was in my church. Oh, children's church, there was Pastor Yinka that taught them today. I was shocked. He's not there every Sunday. But because of his love for children, he went to just that Sunday. He just went there and he was in the children's church. Um, please be aware that you can do that for some of these big teams. So that every week when people come to church, there will always be good ministry for them and they can enjoy the presence of God. All right, so all these things, Pastor Leia supervises them. Um, one quick minute, just say something about service teams and where we are going from here, very quickly. Uh, group. Basically, it consists of the, the rear guards, people that are welcoming when you come in, the greeters, the, um, the, the greeters and ushers. Basically, those three core groups. And they are... They are our brand um, ambassadors. And that's one reason why we are focusing on them in this season. If you would like to, if Glow has not signed you up, Airtel has not signed you up, <laughs> we will sign you up as a brand if ambassador. you meet up to the threshold. Yeah, no, no, no. Because we want to set a Brand ambassadors, uh -huh. they're usually criteria. Exactly. So if you come in, I'll <laughs> tell you whether you are band A or band B or band C as a brand ambassador. And what we want to do basically is that would like to revolutionize the way, um, the way uh, your experience with us is starting from your arrival, um, when you walk in, um, and your total experience during the service, you need help, uh, you can ask people, you can get direction and everything within that space. That's what we are looking at. And we're actually inviting people. You know, if you know all, you don't have any gift, all, you, all the gift you have is a fine face, show up. With and a fine smile. And if it's not too fine, sure. It, the whole of the hospitality group, we've got somewhere for you. <laughs> yeah, whether you can smile very well, you can smile very well. Um, if you have a very strong face, we have somewhere for you too. <laughs> so, we look forward to having you join us. All right, please put your hands together for them. Thank you very much, you guys. You can drop the mic on the seats, please. Pastor Bennett and Pastor Dukwe, please give them a, a rousing round of applause. Oh, yes, and Foster as well. Where's Foster? Come on, clap, 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 clap for them, clap for them. Uh, uh, uh. Pastor Bennett, it is well. You have to represent. All right. So, um, again, back to where we left last year, we realized that um, beyond the traditional, if I can use that word, um, platforms of service in church, um, membership, uh, monitoring, resident pastors, zones, shepherds, and things like that, choir, ushering service teams, some people um, don't really fit into those roles. So, we set up what we call the parachurch group, which is what Pastor Dupe is representing. 
Pastor Duque and Foster, really. And we also set up fellowship. Um, well, fellowship has always been around, but we wanted to do a better job at it, which is what Pastor Bennett is doing. And we've had a couple of meetings in the last few months. Um, we had the men's meeting. Women's conference went on as well. And it was really very wonderful. Um, let me start with fellowship, Pastor Bennett. I know we have some plans coming up. Quickly, just tell us one or two things. Good morning, church. Okay. Um, so, fellowship groups, generally, we want everybody to try and find a place that they can belong to, a, a community they can get back to. Something happened last week. Um, I was speaking to one of the ESCOs in Singles Fellowship, and he said there was a member of church that was about to leave because she didn't feel that she belonged until they, because we had to do a restructuring in Singles, and after it was done, and then there was activity, and she was like, ah, now she felt like she belonged, that she has found a place to belong to. So that's what we tried to do. Um, so in a couple of um, weeks, July to be precise, we're going to be having um, a pray, exercise, and talk, pets, a meeting for, for both married. Singles and, and for married. Yes. Okay. Um, so we're going to come together. We would pray for a while. Then um, for those of us that our, our six pack is... Um, one pack. Is, is a well-rounded one pack. <laughs> like we'll you, see, Abby. Um, uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, like you. Oh. Uh, we'll see what we can do, whether it is of the Lord's One doing. meeting will not help you with that one, no? Uh, it, it's a start. It's okay. a start. It's a start. <laughs> Uh, we also share health tips like we did when we had the men's meeting. It was very, 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 very insightful when um, Dr. Odia came to speak to the men, telling them things that they need to do, particularly when you hit a particular age. A lot of times, yes, we have faith. I'm not saying there's no faith. But there are other things you also need to do, so like taking supplements that a lot of people don't do, particularly when you hit a particular age. Then for the singles as well, they'll also be having the same meeting. Hopefully, we are trying to get somebody or a couple to also come in to have the talk with us. All right. That's good. Please put your hands together for him. So, um, you guys work with committees. So, it's not really entry-level thing. But it's an area where people can serve. So, if you can help with that, if you have skills or you have interest in helping people connect, please get in touch with Pastor Bennett. Um, para church, so your own view is outside, um, career space, um, social ministry, uh, business, and entrepreneurs. We had a very wonderful career professionals meeting. What's coming up next? What, what's, okay, yeah. thank you so much, Pastor T. Um, like you rightly said, we had an amazing time at the recently concluded career conference. A lot of um, insights, you know, were gained. And um, what we're looking to do in Q3, you know, which is pretty much around September, is to have a career and a job fair. So one of the things we're looking to do is beyond um, sharing you know, uh, professional insights that will aid people on their jobs, we're also looking to partner with um, recruitment agencies who will come and display or recruit you know, for different positions. 
we're also looking to partner with um, schools. I mean, it was interesting when after the career conference, one of the members walked up and said, you know what, I actually lost the job because I do not have a postgraduate degree. He had gone through seven stages of interviews, and the only reason why he wasn't selected, or the reason why the final person that was selected was selected, was because that person had a postgraduate degree. Now, we're going to look at partnering with schools that will come and have like a stand so that we are aware of opportunities that are out there that can help us upskill ourselves where our jobs or our careers are concerned. So that's what we're looking to do. And I will leave Fosa to talk about the entrepreneurial yeah. conference. Then. Yeah, that's, that's what I want him to talk about because we know it's not everyone that will be on the career professional path. In fact, most people in the kind of economy we are living in, um, even if you have a job or a career, you may still need a side business you, to run. Need it. So we want to do something for entrepreneurs and business owners, have like a conference or meeting. So just talk to us about that. It's basically apart from the other activities we are doing, um, like August, August want to have a where we invite um, people, entrepreneurs that are role models from outside to speak to us um, as entrepreneurs internally. And beyond that, we also want to have things like um, case studies where um, we're going to break into groups, there are going to be panel sessions, and then people are going to bring their business questions you know, forward. And we're going to have like peer-to-peer -peer sharing and learning so that we can know if I have strength in this and this is my challenge, we can come together and you know, learn and um, exchange information. And of course, we're also, we're also looking forward to like business grants. So that means if you have ideas, you can pitch it on that day, and then you can get some grants. There are some investors in the house that are also interested in partnering with people. So that's what we want to do. Our main aim, uh, beyond connecting, is growth. You know, beyond spiritual growth in church, we also believe that there may be some um, mental things, some knowledge, information that we all need to grow so that where we can have business, where business and, and entrepreneurship is concerned. So those are the things we'll be sharing. That has been our main goal. All right. Praise God. So please, um, for those of you that may be ushering protocol and things like that are not things you have interest in, we, we wanted you to see that these are areas where you can serve. You can help people where their careers are concerned. You can help people where their businesses are concerned. Not just church members, the entire world. And of course, where our marriages and our relationships are concerned, you can help create meetings and platforms. Beyond the meetings and the conferences, all these groups have chat rooms. They work behind the scenes to get things done. And, of course, there are many other small groups on that parachurch that we won't have time to talk about today. Um, so please look into that sleep in case you don't know what's going on in church. Um, find a place where you can be useful to God and to humanity. Please put your hands together for them. All right. Um, we're going to pray in a minute. Let me have my pulpit. Um, one major news that's broke out this past week that touched me was on the um, International Refugees Day. In case you are not aware, this, the course of this week was International Refugees Day, where the United Nations highlights 
the plight of refugees all over the world and internally displaced people. And um, the first headline struck me that there are now over 70 million people. 70 million people. Not numbers or human beings that all over the world now are either refugees or internally displaced. Of course, we know what's going on in northern Nigeria with the herdsmen and um, people that are just being displaced off their land, Boko Haram in Nigeria. That's part of it. And that report, as I was reading it, said it has never been this bad, except during World War II. So during World War, we can understand that the whole world is fighting. This time, we are not in any particular world war. We just have trouble spots in different places. And yet, um, we have um, over 70 million people that are refugees or internally displaced somewhere. The second headline also struck me. They said it's, it just speaks to the state of leadership in this world. That world leaders today are just not resolving conflict. Why is it taking the federal government, Nigeria, so many years to handle Boko Haram and these herdsmen? Why is it taking them so long to deal with Syria and things like that? And that's just a simple truth. It's a, it's a leadership and a stewardship problem. And one third thing that I got from that report was that um, most of the wealthiest nations are not doing enough to help refugees. That in fact, 85% of the refugees are being um, hosted and supported by the developing and the poorer countries. That the developed countries, many of them are closing their borders and trying to build walls. I will not mention any names. They are monitoring social media now. <laughs> they are trying to build walls and things like that to keep people out of their country. That speaks to generosity. And, you know, all that just fed into what God said, putting on my heart to, to talk about in this service. And to cap it up for me, yesterday night, somebody sent this message to me. They sent it to the church line. I don't even know who the person is, but please listen to the message. And as you're listening to it, remember what we read in John chapter 3. Whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need, and closes up his, his heart. How can he say the love of God dwells in him? Dad, Akinyemi, the dad is capitalized. My father, that's what the person is telling me. Please don't ignore my call for help. Pity our condition just on feeding. Have mercy on us. Please, dad, save us. Name and account number. No, it's, it's very easy when you hear 70 million people displaced in the world. And remember, they're only talking about refugees. Though. They're not talking about the sick people. They're not talking about the economically challenged people, like this person. I don't know if this person is a refugee. So it's, there's so much pain, so much hurt in this world. And on one level, the Bible prophesied it that it's going to get darker and darker. But then... The solution is in our hands. 
the solution is serving one another and being generous to one another. That's the solution. And the way these problems culminated to 70 million people worldwide is when people that come to King's World Church, Ikeja, like you and I, you see, it starts in small, small communities. You won't find 70 million people in just one place. It's small, small communities where people don't train themselves and develop themselves in serving one another and giving for the benefit of one another. There's no reason why you should be getting this kind of message in a church and someone doesn't have food to eat. No. When we can teach people how to be successful in their careers, because the solution is not always money. Some people think the solution is money. No, it's not money. In fact, some people giving them money, you're not helping them. Is empowerment. Teaching people how to do business. Praise God. Creating an atmosphere where people can come and worship and the power of God can touch them and their lives will be changed forever. So I, I want you to realize that whether it's the world we are talking about or our nation or our church, so when you get a text like this, like I always say, I love the word domot. It has come to your domot. Somebody around you needs help. Somebody around you. It may even be the person sitting next to you. You know, church, everybody will try to look nice. You don't know what that person is going through. But if we can serve, we can serve. Some people will say, ah, it's Buari, oh, it's Donald Trump, it's all the world leaders. Let me tell you how we have world leaders that can't resolve conflict and resolutions. People always get the leadership they deserve. If we value stewardship and leadership, we will never elect leaders that don't value stewardship and leadership. They won't find any place in our world. So it's not just a leadership problem, it's also a followership problem. Now, we may not be able to address the 70 million people worldwide, but we can address people in our own community. And it starts from you just finding somewhere where you can serve somebody and bless somebody. We're going to pray. This is an impartation service. I want to read Philippians chapter 1 to us again. Because this is the impartation all of us need, the mind of Christ. We, we need to be imparted with the kind of mentality Jesus had. And live life the way Jesus lived life. If we call ourselves Christians. So, and if we tell ourselves that the love of God is inside of us. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 1. Rise on your feet. We're just going to read and we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for a fresh impartation of this grace upon our lives. Hallelujah. Let me look at someone and say, let this mind be in you also. Glory be to God. Let's start reading from verse... Glory, glory, glory be to God. Sorry, I said Philippians on Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, please. Philippians 2. 
verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This is the impartation we are praying for today. Who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Let this kind of mindset be in you. That I'm living my life to serve other people, even if it's going to cause me to die. I'm going to lay down my time for people. I'm going to lay down my resources for people. I'm going to lay down my abilities for people. I'm going to lay down my life for people. But remember, it's a new kind of selfishness. Because when you are doing that, you are doing yourself. And what happened to Jesus will happen to you also. Verse 10. I mean, verse 9. Therefore, because he had that mentality, that loving others mentality, God has highly exalted him. God will exalt you in Jesus' name. God will lift you up in Jesus' name. God will promote you in Jesus' name. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Of those in heaven, of those in earth, of those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of the Father. This world needs givers. And this world needs servants. Lift your hands. Open your mouth and just begin to talk to God. And declare with me this morning, let this mind be in me also. That's your prayer. Lord, impart me with the mind of Christ. Let it be in me. I know I have the capacity as a child of God. Let that be the way I think. To be a generous giver. To give for the benefit of other people. Give to church. Give to the poor. Give to, for the help of other people. And then to serve people. To serve people. I don't have to die on the cross like Jesus. So, but I can follow the example of Jesus. And not just to live for myself. Come on, pray, pray, pray. As you pray and as you open up yourself, God will impart you himself this morning. We don't have to beg God for this impartation. We just need to position ourselves. Let this mind be in you also. Let this mind be in you also which was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let that be your prayer this morning. Let this mind, let this mind be in me. A willingness to serve people, a willingness to bless people, a willingness to give. Like the Macedonian church give, to give beyond my ability. A willingness to use my gifts, my time, my resources for the benefit of others. As you pray and as you believe, God will anoint you afresh where you are. Let this mind be in me also.
And I thank you, Father, as I give generously for the benefit of others and as I serve people with my life, just like Jesus was exalted, I also will be exalted. Just like Jesus was lifted, I also will be lifted. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray for a fresh impartation this morning. If you're already serving in one capacity or the other, let it be that God will anoint you and empower you to serve better, to reach more people, to help more people, to bless more people, to be a solution to more people's problems, to be an answer to more people's questions. If you are not yet serving, receive grace to take the first step to find a service group somewhere, to find a service team, whether it's in church or outside church, and be a blessing to your world. Oh, let this mind be in me also. Let this mind be in me also. Let this attitude be in me also. Let this mindset be in me also. And I receive a fresh grace and a fresh impartation from the Most High God this morning. Open your mouth and pray for it and receive it for yourself right where you are. Lay your hands on your head. Lay your hands on your head. Open your mouth and pray it. Let this mind be in me also. Let this mind be in me also. I receive a fresh impartation of the mind of Christ. I have that mind. Let it be stirred up. Let it be activated on a whole new level. Yangala bagala bregeda boso topayala pasha. Eyala bege sokotayala pasha. Let this mind. Oh, yala basha katayala bregeda bada. In the name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you as a church family for how far you have brought us where reaching our world is. Reaching our world, touching lives and helping lives. But Lord, we know there are many more people that still need to be touched. In a world where 70 million people can be refugees and internally displaced. We thank you because the heart of compassion that we have in Christ is opened. And by your grace, as individuals and as a church family, we will touch more lives. We will reach more people with the gospel of Jesus. We will comfort more people that are broken. We will help more people that are in need. We will counsel and encourage more people that are downtrodden as we serve one another and as we love one another. By faith, we embrace the mind of Christ afresh. And we choose not to close our eyes to the heart that is around us. But by touching one person at a time and helping one family at a time. And meeting one need at a time. And responding to one heart cry at a time. We are able to heal our world. Lift those hands one more time. We receive a fresh impartation of that mind of Christ this morning. For one and for all. And we decree that this is the least we will ever be. We are helping people and reaching people 
and ministering to people are concerned. Thank you for your love that is shed abroad in our hearts. And thank you for the wisdom, the courage, and the grace to respond to that love and to love other people around us. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In the name of Jesus. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, just open your mouth and pray in the Spirit right where you are as you receive that fresh impartation of the mind of Christ. Fresh. Make a commitment. Make a commitment to give better than you, are, than you are giving. To serve better than you are serving. Make a commitment to take the next step, to go the extra mile. Make a commitment to be a blessing to somebody else this week. Oh, don't stop where you are. Don't stop where you are. You can go further. We can do more. We can plant more churches. We can raise more leaders. We can disciple more, more people. We can touch more nations. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 640.